Hey, it's Danny Heifetz. Before we start the show today, I just want to shout out The Ringer Gambling Show is one of the best podcasts we have going on the Ringer Podcast Network. Warren Sharp is, I mean, you know Warren Sharp. He's as good as anyone in the world at gambling. And he go, breaks down the games with Verno on Mondays. Him and Ben Solak have like an X's and O's breakdown show on Wednesday. That's incredible. And then him and Joe House go through bets that they like for the weekend on Fridays. Could not recommend it higher. It is just, it's so informative. I learn something every time. Check out The Ringer Gambling Show. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays in Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, but get your podcasts in Spotify. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Korolbeck. And today is Power Hour. Every week we are power ranking something every Wednesday during the season. This week, we are ranking the players you do not want to face on Monday Night Football. It's topical. It's topical after the insane Monday Night Miracle for whether you had Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews, maybe all three. That would be incredible if you did have that. Um, there were so many people who had yeah. who were down like 40 points and one with Mark Andrews was like 41 or 42 or whatever. And I got all these screenshots and it was incredible. And it alluded, Craig mentioned this the other day that just there is something fun about having like a good player go on Monday night. And then the Ravens Colts game had like the like the best one I can remember of like all these people who had won with these crazy scenarios. So we kind of wanted to just rank, we wanted to just capture that. But yeah. it's like the fear of the guy the is better than the Yeah, conference. encapsulate yeah. that feeling of like, oh God, I do not want to face this guy on the last game Just, of the week. Yeah. Visceral. Visceral dread. Feel God, I have to watch this freaking guy play. You know, this is a hard list. So I did the ranking and they also made their own ranking so they can chime in on how much they hate mine. But this is tough because we're doing it based on 2021, right? Um it's hard to not let past seasons influence you. That kind of comes into play a little bit. How much do you take into account how hot somebody is this year when they haven't been in prior years? It was a tough list. I just kind of had to take in how I really felt. The gut call. Yeah. The and gut to be clear, feeling. I think it's kind of like your projections can tell you you'll win or you have this much percentage chance of winning. These are players that kind of like make you mentally throw the projection out. Yeah. You're like, oh, great. I'm I'm down... 22, but I'm facing Mahomes. He's definitely going to score more than 22. It's kind of that feeling. He's up 22. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. So let's just get to it. Craig, who's your number one player you do not want to face on Monday Night Football? Okay. Let me start the timer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did we come yeah, up with a good timer? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. We never replaced the bet. Did we forget to do the ding sound? Well, I mean, no. The timer hasn't ended yet. It dings after two minutes. Okay. Well, we're going to keep doing the ding, but we're still in this market for a new ding. You can hear this sound when we're done. We haven't quite found the right the right new sound yet. No, we're yet. still in the market. Yeah. Email us at ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com if you have an idea for a ding. I did hear a good suggestion. We'll have to noodle on it a little bit and think about it. The doink noise when the when the football goes off the upright. I just think that, oh that might God, go... That's a good idea. It, it might be too um, kind of quiet. We might not really notice it. 
It's hard for people to know exactly. Quiet. I feel like when I watch games this year, that it, it it's it resonates. They're micing the doinks. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I think it, I think it might Clark sound said. weird if, if somebody's like on a walk and they hear like a doing, like metal vibrating back and forth, but maybe <laughs> not. Um, yeah. Anyway, okay. Bells are weird. When do you hear dings on the sidewalk? Uh, no, I'm saying a doink is weird. A ding is less weird than a doink, I think. <laughs> wow. All right, whatever. This is a conversation. Right, who, who are you for? Okay. Start, start the the first player timer. that I would not want to face on Monday Night Football is Patrick Mahomes, all right? He's truly mortifying. He's the QB1 every year. Um, and last week was the perfect example of it. In the first half of the Monday Night Football game, or of the Sunday Night Football game against the Bills, it was a crappy game. He wasn't playing well. They were down at half. He had 14 and a half points at half. He was on pace for 29 points, and he played like crap. Mahomes is the ultimate, <laughs> the, he's the last guy I want to face somebody night. Yeah, I mean, this one's easy. And in fact, I, Craig, I looked up uh, in the last five years, so from 2016 through 2021, I want to back up your gut feel with some numbers here. Okay. Last five seasons plus whatever we've seen this year. Patrick Mahomes, number one on the list of quarterbacks with 30 plus games. So, I mean, that was probably pretty obvious already, but like he does just come as like, uh, you know, he, he he just comes with a blowtorch every once in a while in these games. Not every once in a while. Pretty frequently. Did you guys have Mahomes one? I had Mahomes two, but honestly, my one and two are interchangeable. And realistically, Mahomes is very easy to one. I had I had him on my list. Wow. But I had I had the quarterbacks a little lower than you guys maybe did. Um, maybe it's just because I expect quarterbacks to score a lot of points. And I'm just like, well, it, maybe it's just like an expectation thing. Well, you're a nihilist, so <laughs> yeah. that probably helps. Facing Mahomes, you probably. Are I just think if you're well. if you're like up thirty and you're facing Mahomes, you feel you feel you're like I'm screwed. You you feel empty. You feel <laughs> destroyed. You're like I, I did all this work all empty. Sunday for nothing. Mahomes is just going to have thirty two. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like looming. It's like the sword of Damocles over you. It's tough. Yeah. Okay, I'm done with it though. I so I had I'm very curious who you had number two. My number two is Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Interesting. He seems to have like a knack for being kind of wild, high-scoring primetime games, which is obviously Monday Night Football. It's just so brutal. He he literally is all of the Ravens' points. He is more of the team's points than any other player yeah. I've ever remembered playing football. Did he have over 500 yards on Monday Night Football? Like, he accounted for like 500 of the Ravens, like 530 yards. Did you see that Lamar <laughs> has more total yards than the majority of NFL teams this season? That's just crazy. Like, say what you want about Lamar as a player if you think he's like a top five quarterback or not. But statistically, he has that Russell Westbrook vibe where he just does everything. He has a triple double every single week. You know, he'll rack up the rushing yards, the rushing touchdowns, the red zone looks, the passing. It's too much. It's overwhelming. And and on he had 41 this Monday night against the Colts. And I think Lamar, because he's a running back and a and a quarterback. Yeah, it's hard to argue with. I, I had him a little lower down only because I feel like Lamar also has the potential for like not great weeks. He does, but I think that's what's, I think the like the volatility with Lamar is what's scary is you know, because ceiling has to be factored in. It's not just somebody with the highest floor. Yeah. It's somebody who can explode. I still can't get over that he had 88% completion or whatever it was on the 40, on the 41 throws and like it was the best completion percentage ever on 40 plus like 4,000 different games of 40-plus passes. That's crazy to me. Like, when you take somebody like Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers even, I don't feel like they have that truly, like, explosion potential like Lamar and Mahomes do, you know? I'm not as fearful. Mm. No, he's the same fear of Jonathan Taylor breaking a 70-yard run with Rodgers kind of breaking a 70-yard touchdown pass and Lamar's kind of both those things. Not stylistically, but 
the potential is there. Feels like I'm over two in your guys' eyes right now. No, I not. So oh, no, 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 these are legit. No, no, no. Yeah, I have I, no problem no with these. Both of these were on my list. I think it's just the order. Maybe it was a little bit different. I, Craig, I refined my search just to include when Lamar Jackson has been playing. So it's from 2019 through 2021, Lamar Jackson, 10 games of 30 plus points, uh, number one in the NFL. So, so you just got there. like a little like database thing set up right there. I, I'm can. on player, uh, sorry, I'm on Stathead, which is, and then you can go on the player game finder. It tells you how many games a certain players have of certain games. It's pretty sweet. You're our Stathead, dude. You are. Okay. I'm going to keep throwing out these numbers because I like them. This is the, the number three guy I don't want to face on a Monday night. I think it's Derrick Henry, folks. I had Derrick Henry number one. Holy shit. I somehow forgot to put him on my list. But that was a <laughs> oh huge God, that was a huge oversight <laughs> on my phone. I had Derrick Henry one even over my it's, yeah. it's the sheer volume. Like you feel completely helpless. He has 142 carries. The next guy is 92. They just don't care. The Titans just don't care. They yeah. ride him yeah. in all circumstances. He's like an I think you can leave sketch. They just commit. Like they don't care. They will just commit and commit. <laughs> oh, we're down 17. We're gonna run it. You just know you're screwed. It doesn't matter what time it is in the game. He gets stronger. He's like Thanos. Dude, he, I, I was making this joke to Riley, my editor, the other day. He's like, speaking of MCU references, he, you know, in uh, Black Panther, when the suit like absorbs energy and like actually <laughs> makes you stronger, this is what Derrick Henry is like as the game goes along. Like, the more that you try and tackle him, you're actually giving him power. So it, as oh the game God. goes on, he gets stronger. Um, I wrote about him a little bit in my uh, in my power rankings this week. He is on pace. So let's see here. He has 640 yards and seven touchdowns on 142 carries this year. He's on pace for 483 carries, which would completely obliterate <laughs> Larry Johnson's current NFL record of 416. He's on pace for 200 uh sorry, 2176 yards, which would be an NFL record. It would be Eric Dickerson's 2105 yards. Um and he's on pace for like 20 eight touchdowns, which would tie LaDainian Tomlinson for most touchdowns in a season. Now, granted, he's going to play one extra game in theory, like if he continues. So like, you know, it's not like a one-to-one thing, but I also kind of think like it is because these other guys are playing in different eras. You know what I mean? When the, when the run game was so crazy um, and such a big part of the game. Now it's like the run game is like a afterthought almost. It feels like so. Um, yeah. Derek Henry. I don't know why I, it, this is ridiculous because like, He's the number one player probably on... He probably should be the number one player on the list. I completely forgot to put him on here. Okay. Derrick Henry's good at football. I had him number one. Okay, number three. This is the last... Or number four player I don't want to see on a Monday night. Uh, this guy is the last quarterback I have for a while, but it is Kyler. You know, the, just the rushing quarterback thing is just too scary. It's just such a different experience to face somebody like that. He's like a video game. Go, go, gadget, scramble. Kyler's one of those players where I regret... He's, he's becoming the, the quarterback I regretted not drafting every year in the Derrick Henry sense. Here's the thing about Kyler, though. I have him way down further on this list, and part of it is just pure bias, but the Cardinals don't have primetime games. Like, they get Thursday night football. Kyler's only been on primetime once, though, other than Thursday night football. <laughs> he's been in one Monday night football That's game. That's weird. He's never been on Sunday night football. They have one Monday night football game this season against, like, the Rams, but, like, Kyler and the Cardinals just don't and will have a hard time getting on Sunday. Football. I knew you were going to talk. I, I was like, you know what? Hyvitz is going to bring up the players who have actually played on a Monday night and like use that. <laughs> well, you don't have the feeling yet. You haven't experienced, you haven't watched Kyler Murray in prime But time, it's, the, really. it's a player who I wouldn't want to face on Monday night. You know what I mean? I know. I, I have certain guys. He does him. have one this year. The Rams Monday night on. Yeah, I just said that. It's okay. You weren't listening. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I was thinking about how I was going to insult you. 
<laughs> that's all right. Like most of the way you spend it's your like, time. No, I agree. Kyler, if he, my point is that if Kyler had more primetime games, he would be higher on this list. So you're correct. But my fear is based on previous experience, which is the uh, gift and curse of mankind. <laughs> DK, did you have him at all or no? Uh, I didn't have him on my list. Wow. However, I get it. on DK's list? This is more of a, uh, this is more of like a visceral emotion thing. But like the reason I like Kyler so much on this list and, and like you could put Lamar on this list too. The defense can literally do everything right and they will still just beat you. They'll just run past you. They'll juke you out of your pants. Like, I, the thing that I think is so crazy about Kyler and Lamar is like they're just so much, they're just clearly so much faster than everyone else on an NFL field. The way that they can escape the pocket, keep plays alive. Um, I don't know. I just think it's crazy. So that like gives you this feeling of, um, I don't know, like vulnerability or whatever, like hopelessness that you just know this is coming. They, there's nothing the defense can do. Even like if you play perfect, these guys are inevitable. So that's why I like that one. Okay. Number five guy I don't want to see on a Monday night. It's Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I think he's the best combination of ceiling and floor in the NFL. He's literally the tight end one every single year by a massive margin. I and I, So I, I'll spoil this. I, I have Tyree Kill coming up right after him at six. But the reason why I did Kelsey is because sometimes when I play Tyree Kill, I'm like, you know what? He could put up four. Like, he's done it. Like, there is a chance that, like, the defense tries to phase him out, double him, put somebody high and low, and he'll actually have, like, four catches for 32 yards. Kelsey, that kind of feels unrealistic feels impossible actually you just said the volatility thing Matt, like for I, so actually i did the same thing i have derrick henry one and then i have the chiefs two three four i have derrick henry mahomes at two kelsey at three tyree kill at four for the same reason like but kelsey just it's annoying how he can just always get touchdowns even when everyone knows the ball's going to travis kelsey it seems like every week the chiefs have a new way to get him the ball this week it's him bowling or like he just has the rollout and then they do the tight end throw backwards or whatever but tyree kill I mean, remember when he had 190 yards in the first quarter against the Bucks last year? Yes, yeah. but it's like he'll do that. And then, like, you know, what was it, like week two or three this year? I don't remember what it was. He had like four points in week two and seven points in week three. Kelsey doesn't do that. And that that does still like give me a little bit of hope. It gives me a glimmer of hope. If I'm down or if I'm up, you know, 17, I'm like, you know what? There's a chance that the defense tries to just take Tyreek away. Kelsey, I don't think that's even possible. Uh, so I'm looking at the. I'm looking at this list that I searched or whatever of players that have scored 30 plus points in the last five seasons. Kelsey's only done that twice, according to this list. Well, I, it's a bit different. Yeah, I mean, he set it to 20 and see how many times well, he he's probably number one on the sure, list. Sure, sure. But I set it to 30, Heifetz. I'm just saying, well, like, oh my God. Well, I mean, um, he doesn't catch 70 yard touchdowns. It's not really in his repertoire. Just thinking like the explosion thing. Tyreek Hill has had 11 of those games. Yeah, but I don't mean explosion on a play by play, I mean explosion in a game. 11 30-point things from Tyreek Hill is pretty insane. It is. I have to say. Well, that's, listen, that's why I have Tyreek next here. Because yeah. uh, it, it's, the, it's the suddenness of it all. It's the, oh, one play could happen, and uh, he just got 14 points, and now everything's ruined. So. Yeah. Yeah. Tyreek Hill is the one. He's he's kind of like uh, he's kind of like Lamar in, in that game on Sunday. So, like, for instance, on, sun, on, sorry, on Monday night, um, I think it was, like, deep into the second, like third quarter, at least the second quarter, um, Lamar Jackson had like a handful of points, like nothing was really happening for the, for their offense. Um, and I was having a, like on a group chat with some people and like, we're talking about like, it was like a three-way tie between me and two other guys. And the other two guys needed Marquise Brown. One guy needed Marquise Brown. The other guy needed Lamar. And I was going to win if I, if neither of those guys scored, I was like, oh, there's no way in hell. 
but I was also like had that little glimmer of hope. And then by the end of the night, I lost, I had literally lost by like 50 points. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, I was trying to hold these. No, I lost by 50. So that's kind of same. I, I think that's the same effect you could have with Tyreek Hill where it's like no lead is safe with this guy. He could score 50 and it wouldn't be surprising whatsoever. Um, so that's why I actually like this one a lot because, and he was definitely on my list. It's like, there's almost no limit to like how much he could score. Like if he had 250 yards, 300 yards in a game, it wouldn't even really be that surprising. Was Kelsey on your list? No. Wow. Who's on your list? You don't have Derrick Henry, Kelsey, or Kyler? I, uh, Derrick Henry was a mistake. Or Lamar. Okay. Did you not I have Lamar? Genuinely, I'm Lamar, excited. To get to Lamar the end is of this definitely on my list. On I, had, list. I had Mahomes and Lamar. Okay. All right. That's good. Okay. Maybe we'll have this yeah, next guy. I, Number seven. And Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Number seven here. It's Devontae Adams, but it's really an Aaron yeah. Rodgers ranking disguised yeah. as a Devontae Adams ranking because it's just the relentless targeting of Devontae Adams from Rodgers that's just too much. Like, you can't even go to the bathroom if you're playing against Devontae Adams because you, like, come back, <laughs> he's got three more targets. It's yeah. all game. It's incessant. Like, you can't breathe if you are going up against him on Monday night. There are three guys in the league that you that I feel like it happens once a month where you watch a drive and a team goes down the entire field on a drive just targeting one player and they score a <laughs> touchdown. The Patriots, Brady used to do it with Gronk. Mahomes does it with Travis Kelsey. Let's target Kelsey four times around they score. And then, but the person who does it the most is Rodgers with Devonta Adams. I think they had one this week where they, uh, like five plays, four targets to Adams, four catches and a touchdown. And it's just like, if, to Craig's point, if you go to the bathroom, you miss a drive, you can actually miss a four catch, 60 yard touchdown drive from Devonta. It's not even a bomb. It's just every single time. He put yeah. he puts up like an entire stat lines worth of numbers in a drive sometimes. And also he, like yeah. there's also the, the weird thing that the Packers have where Devontae more than anyone in the NFL, when they're at the two yard line, it's like it's going to Devontae. Like they will try in the first two downs to throw to Devontae, and it will be one of two rounds. It's gonna be a little in slant or a little to the back shoulder. And like it just always works. He's kind yeah, of yeah. like Derrick Henry as a wide receiver, honestly. Yeah, a hundred percent. It is like you're like everyone knows who the ball's yeah. going to, and you can't stop it anyway. So yeah, because like when you so like in an, in a normal sense instance, you you really need a guy to score points. Most of the time, I'm like, oh god, it's a toss up. Like it could be anything. He could go to any of like six different players. Blah blah blah. Like if you need Devonte Adams to score points and they get in the red zone, it's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm getting this like for sure. Like especially if it's inside the five yard line, just run a whip route and he's a touchdown. It's so easy. Did we even talk? We've had two podcasts this week already. Did we even talk about the fact that De uh, Devontae Adams had 11 catches for 206 yards and a touchdown? It's become so commonplace. It's just ridiculous. He had 37 points in PPR. Um, and to the to the list, back to the list, he also has 11 games in the last five seasons with 30-plus points, which is number one. It's actually, sorry, it's, it's tied for number two. There's one guy who has more. Um, and I'll see if he's on your list. But, but yeah. He's a receiver. So, like, that's kind of incredible. It's really incredible. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Number eight here. This is where it starts to get a little wonky. You feel like top seven were kind of chalk in whatever order. It's like it was those seven kind of. This is 2021. I'm basing it off 2021. And I'm basing mm -hmm. this off of friends I've spoken to in the past five weeks. I'm putting Mike Williams at number eight. Yeah. Because for two reasons. One, he's the number one wide receiver in fantasy football right now through through five weeks. But two, it's that when you play him, you kind of just still think he's a fluke when you play against him, I mean. You kind of still are like, well, this can't actually be real. Like, this will be the week when he cools down. And he hasn't. 
and he has these explosion games. It's just, I, you know, I don't, I can't experience this because he's on my team, but it's probably so goddamn, <laughs> just the probably so goddamn annoying. I'm counting that as a lap. I'm counting that as a victory lap. <laughs> Uh, I'm just saying, you know, it's like, I think when you face a guy like him who's on his fifth season and he hasn't really done anything and he's just week after week going nuts, uh, at the point now where it's probably more frustrating than anything. Also, he, he's still a guy that's getting like these 50 yard touchdowns every week. It feels like, like the the other day he he was wide open. The defense left him completely wide open. (laughs) Like, how are you doing this? This is the number one receiver in the NFL right now. (laughs) And he's running free wide open down the field. But that's the worst feeling when you have a receiver that you're going and like you need them to stay under 20 points or whatever. And then the quarterback just unleashes the ball and the camera pans up and you're like, no, no, no. And they just come down with the And like Mike Williams right now, after Tyreek and Devontae is, is up there with anyone. Yeah. So I should, I agree. I had, I have Mike him Williams on my 11, list, but eight's perfectly fine. Wow. Yeah. I've got him at like, number five. Like, like normal, I'm lower on Mike Williams than Craig, but I've, I've got him that. at five, Craig. Wow. I completely agree with you. Also, the fact is, just in, again, this is like so, more of like a gut side. Like I trust Herbert to go nuclear on a on a team. You know what I mean? Like the quarterback situation matters. That's like why you mentioned Aaron Rodgers with Devontae Adams. It's like these guys are really good. And like late in the game, if they need to come back, if they're trailing by a couple scores, like I actually trust these quarterbacks to like get those guys the ball and score touchdowns. So that's also some existential dread playing these guys. I uh, I'll, I'll, well, I won't say it yet because I have another. A player from this team on my list. I'm guessing you could figure out who that is. If Mike Williams had had Justin Herbert for his entire five years, would he be like, a, like on his way to being a Hall of Famer right now? <laughs> I wonder if it has how much it has to do with the offense too. That's true. You know what That's I mean? very true. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. Also, he's been injured, so it's hard to know. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. All right, number nine here. I'm going back to the quarterback well. I'm going Tom Brady. Ever heard of him? He's yeah. 75 years old, and he still just methodically destroys you every yeah, night. That you, he, He's so good. Think of things. Speaking of things like Devontae, we didn't even talk about is Brady had five touchdowns and 400 passing yards for the first time in his career. He's, he's getting better. He's currently 0.62 points away from being the best quarterback in fantasy. So essentially yeah. tied. He's 44 he's years old. He's, he's the number one quarterback in fantasy with Patrick Mahomes. There's like a thousand ways to talk about Tom Brady, but I do want to just actually mention, I know we joke like he has no rushing upside and he doesn't but i do think he's faster than he was like 20 years ago i'm serious he's faster now at 44 than he, was <laughs> he had a couple really happening? like nimble scrambles last week he's faster nimble. what do you mean DK, what do you mean i mean i'm i'm not it's not a bit i actually think he's faster like the pliability and the way he takes care of his body i actually think he is a faster person now Crazy. than he was 20 years ago I mean that. I mean, I don't, I'm not Watch even, Tom I don't Brady even, in 2005. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. I believe it. So Tom Brady right now, through five weeks, leads the NFL in passing attempts, yards. He's second in touchdown passes. He's averaging 8.2 yard, uh, adjusted net yards per attempt, which is fifth. He's number one in PFF's passing grade and number one in football outsiders DYAR, which is the metric that measures like total value of a player. He's the number one quarterback in DYAR. 
So, uh, yeah, 44 years old. Well, this is what I wrote. He's not doing, he's not playing well for a 40 year old quarterback or like setting new standards for 40 plus players in the NFL. He's just like setting new standards for all players. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's insane to actually, he's not being graded on a curve. Yeah. Right. He's still at the top of the class. Is he, it's crazy. He get, where is he on your 30 point chart thing? Uh, let's see here. I thought he was I had the guy. Him at 11. I had him at 11. But I mean, I I agree with this. Well, he yeah. wasn't the guy who had the thirty point, the most thirty point performances. Oh, that list. Hold on. Yeah, let where's me pull your it god up. now, DK? Where's let this chart? Let me pull it up. <laughs> so, by the way, first of all, that list that I'm referencing didn't include quarterbacks. I'm going to pull up the list of quarterbacks. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. You know what, Craig and I, we, he's we are, number we seven on that list at, with of quarterbacks uh, in the last three years. Let me pull it up and find the last five years because that was yeah. what we were talking about. Well, earlier. no, we don't care about five years because I think that. Brady with the Bucks is a different animal than he was with the Patriots. This is like a crazy. I mean, he's thing. seventh either way. He, he has seven total. It's really yeah. weird that he changed teams. He left Bill Belichick in his forties and is now more scary than he's kind of ever been. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sounds like Randy Moss. Not ever, but like it's it's the I think it's the best he's been as a quarterback statistically since 07. And then like he's got the juice back from even like five years ago. It's just it doesn't mean I, I think know. you People can say he's more right. dialed he's in right now than ever in his career. It's they're it's just they're incredible. Okay. Craig, who's next? I think I know who's next. I think I have a I have a I don't know if you do. Can I guess? Maybe you do. My number 10 is Cooper Cup. Yeah. Oh no, that was not who I had. Yeah. It's it, here's what it is for me. So he's the number with two receiver in fantasy, but it's like the effortlessness of the Rams and Cooper Cup's performances, like how wide open he is all the time. He's just yes. like like when you, if you're going up against him and, you know, Stafford launches one deep and then no one on the screen is near Cooper Cup, you're just like, this sucks, man. I'm not having any fun. <laughs> it, it's just, yes. he barely breaks a sweat. He puts up 20 points in like a half. I completely, I completely agree with this one. It's like, yeah, there's, there's really nothing you can do because he's just, every time they drop back to pass, he's wide open and they find him. And it's like another first down, another first down, another first down, death of a thousand cuts. And he's scoring a thousand points. He was on my list for sure. It's one of those things where like you it's even now, like there's a small recency bias. Like remember what he was doing in the first three weeks of the season? <laughs> like, I mean, he's not, he's, he's, he's quieted down a little bit yeah. the last two weeks, but he was just going absolutely bonkers the first th uh, three games. So yeah, I, I totally agree with this one a lot. Whenever the Rams are at their best, the McVay offense, it seems more effortless than I think any other offense in the league. Like there's just these massive open areas on the field that these receivers are just hanging out in. And they just, it's so, it just seems easier than anything else I've seen. Yeah, he catches it, ducks his shoulders, runs forward for four yards, gets out of bounds, goes back to the huddle, catches it, ducks his shoulders, <laughs> goes forward, gets tackled, goes back to the huddle, catches it. It's like, God damn it. Wait, did Stop he duck the shoulders in the last one? Yeah, he no? ducks yes, in he the did. last one. Do you, do you okay, know what I'm talking about? Can you picture what I'm talking about? He like catches the ball, like covers it up with both hands yeah. and then goes out of bounds. I mean, Jared Goff was doing this. Even like the Jared Goff Rams, it just seems so easy at times. And it's just really <laughs> annoying, honestly, if you're going up against him. Yes, yes. Hi, if it's now I'm nervous because I don't think the person you're, you're thinking of, I'm going to have in my final two here, maybe. My number um, th uh, 11, guys, I don't want to see in a Monday night. It's Zeke Elliott. Ooh, that's a good one. I still, did not have huh? him on here. Still. Yeah, I, I just don't like when I, I... I don't like going up against a guy where you know he's going to get the ball in the one. Like, you know it's the first option for a team. And I think he's... It's Derrick Henry, and then I really do think it's him. I almost feel like sometimes the Cowboy... Like, Kellen Moore has Zeke on his fantasy team. Like, they really try and force the ball to him in, in the red zone. Like, even when he gets hurt, like, he can't... Like, it's like, it's never Tony Pollard. 
And it's been this way for the last five years. Like Zeke gets more red zone carries from a feeling standpoint. I hate when the Cowboys are in the red zone when you're going up against Zeke. Uh, it, it's miserable. It's horrible. Interesting you have Zeke here. I think it speaks that we haven't had a running back since Derrick Henry. Obviously, McCaffrey would be higher, but he's like, at least we're not really counting him right now since he's not really playing. Yeah. But Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot to Zeke, forgot about that. Yeah. Well, no, it's, he's hurt. It's like right now, it's yeah. just kind of... He's, he's number one right on now. that list, by the way, of 30-plus point games. Ah, uh, so. yeah. Oh, is he good at fantasy? I, I he's pretty know. good. I mean, Zeke yeah. is the running back three right now. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... Yeah, but like Zeke, I, 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 I don't know. Zeke just doesn't... I feel like I'm I, I'm pleasantly surprised when Zeke blows up now as opposed to Really? I don't know. I, I I'm not as I mean it's not like doesn't make me feel good, but there's a couple people I'll just say it because I don't think he's on your list. I, Josh Allen. Yeah, I thought about Josh Allen. Was on my list. And I, I like I, Josh Allen the cause Josh Allen honestly is just as much of a rushing touchdown threat as, as like Zeke is. But he also is out here throwing for four yards. Throw for three hundred yards and four touchdowns. And just the fact that Josh yeah. Allen is the goal line back. And the Bills are like the best offense in football. I know the Cowboys are up to there too, but like he has the rushing touchdown upside of Zeke, but also will throw the ball. And I don't know. Josh is like a nightmare. Yeah, Josh was an honorable mention for me. I still think, again, this is just my feeling. Like I like literally like would close my eyes and imagine I have to face this person. It's your truth, which we will argue with anyway. If I'm like, oh, but- I'm down. If I was like, oh, I'm I'm up 28 and they have Josh Allen, like, how scared am I? And I'm like, actually, I think I'm more scared against Lamar, Kyler, and, and Mahomes. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe it's the fact that he'll still make a bonehead mistake here and there. Or I, I don't know what it is exactly, but he, he didn't quite make the list. Um, the last one on my list is a real 2021 grab, much like Mike Williams. We're getting to the point where it's Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown is kind of becoming the Ravens version of Tyree Kill. It just takes one catch. And he seems to get a Ooh. couple opportunities each week where he's just wide open down the field. This is a good one. And Lamar's just got to hit him. We've this definitely a turned a corner on, on Marquise Brown, haven't we? How can you not? It's undeniable at this point. He is the wide receiver yeah. six in fantasy. And the volatility that he possesses is honestly more than guys like Devontae Adams or Cooper Cup or other guys in the top 10, Justin Jefferson, like DJ Moore, DK Metcalf. Marquise Brown at this point is like, it really just takes one catch. If you go through his last two, 10 games going back through December when he also looked great, the only fluke is he really should have more touchdowns. Like he dropped. He two. didn't have a catch until the third quarter on Monday night this week. And he has 29 points. He No, he, Marquise <laughs> Brown has been fantastic. And to be, and, and look, the Colts defense was gassed and they had like, you know, really once Xavier Rhodes and I forget who else on the Colts defense went on injured, the secondary is devastated, blah, blah, blah. But still, yeah, no, Marquise Brown is unbelievable. I regret not touting him more because it kind of just didn't make sense. Why? Because he just played great in December. And I, th- I think we severed too, because too far, because DK was so heartbroken from 2019 <laughs> that in 2020 that we, uh, I, I, I wish that we had steered more in the lane but no Marquise Brown is unbelievable to watch like he's just great and it's not a slow burn like I don't know if you're facing like DJ Moore even Justin Jefferson somebody who's having like an awesome year I'm not afraid that I can lose the matchup in a quarter or even in a drive I'm like oh he's gonna have to have like a real 10 catch game that like he dominates the entire night Marquise is like a couple plays you lose Tough for Mark Andrews to have like 20 points in the final two drives of the game and not make this list. No, he's not on the list. Not even he's not, honestly, he's not, not even close yet. on the list for yeah. me. He hasn't done anything for most for most games this year. Other honorable mentions. I was surprised, but I was like, I I, I didn't put Stefan Diggs on this list. And I didn't really even f- feel close to it. Yeah. He's had a rough one. Yeah. He's had a rough go. I didn't even I didn't even really consider him. Last year he drove me insane. Like I personally was like, I will 
do everything in my power to have him on my team this year because I don't want to face him ever again. And he's been pretty average. He's kind of been like Keenan Allen this year. Yeah. The other the other honorable mention that is not I wasn't even thinking of is Kamara. Yeah, I was going to say, how could we not put Kamara on here? He, has, he scored six touchdowns within the last calendar year. But he does. It's but a different team now. Doesn't scare <laughs> I'm not me. As I know, but still, yeah, he's been really good. But I don't know. I can't let that game go. So I'm just going to continue to. He was number three on my list. I don't want to face Alvin Kamara ever again. <laughs> yeah, you're. Yeah, I know you're scarred. It's okay. You're traumatized, DK. We respect your truth. You know it's who else right. I think I just, deserves to be on this list? Austin Eckler. I feel like Eckler is turning into the new Kamara. Like, would it surprise you whatsoever if like Eckler scores 35 points in any given week? No, but I had Herbert over him. I'm not there yet with Eckler. I don't know why. Really? Just a feeling. He's the number two uh, r- r- running back in football right now in, in fantasy. Yeah, I know. He's a nice guy. Of course, He's I forgot nice. Derrick Henry. So you... His name's Austin. Hard to be afraid of someone. He's like so that. small. <laughs> you know what I mean? Here's one Here's one for you, Craig. Okay. I'm surprised you didn't actually put this on here. Cool. Aaron Jones, for me, is a... I always hate playing Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones was the earlier version of this season when he had the, the four touchdowns, four touchdowns on the, in week two. Well, I always have Aaron Jones on my team, so I very infrequently face him. But <laughs> I get, what annoys me about Aaron Jones is that the timeshare thing still pisses me off. I still hate that yeah. that Jamal Williams That's or AJ Dillon's on the on the damn field. He comes off the field too much because like these. Yeah. One of the things that makes a guy really annoying or you don't want to go against is that they're always on the field and always getting the ball. Devontae's always getting the ball. But like, Aaron, yeah, Aaron Jones comes off the field. You can like r- actively root like, for him to just come off and you're just not afraid. Yeah, like if Rodgers just gets hot whenever it's the drive that AJ, that Aaron Jones is not on the field, like you can kind of like get around him having a good day pretty easily. All right. Those are the guys we don't want to face. Not a bad list, Craig. I mean, you're not right, but it's not bad. Okay. DK, Yo. all 22 time. DK, tell us how your all 22 teams did. Uh, You know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good week. Oh. That, that. A Lamar Jackson game was incredibly fun. Uh, I had Lamar and Marquise on one team. I, I went into the Monday night down, I think, about 40 points. Wait, wait, wait one, points. But, but, but we're here for the aggregate. How how many of the 22 leagues, give or take, are still in flux by I Monday actually night? still refuse to add it up for you guys, and, I, and that's not going to change. I will say... No, but I'm, give or take, how are you tracking your 22 leagues on a Monday night game like that, where it's like, oh my God, like, are you checking 22 different scores or like five? No, like, no, no, no. Usually narrows it down to like a few a few leagues. I'm five and zero oh in two leagues, four and oh, uh, four and one in a few leagues. So you know those leagues are definitely going well. <laughs> I'm I'm in some rebuilds in dynasty. I'm in some teams. I have some teams in dynasty that just aren't very good. Um, I'd also like to point out that I'm in many leagues with professional fantasy analysts, and so I feel less bad about sucking in those. Um, I'm not. Well, I don't care about the the record. What I'm saying is, how do you follow multiple leagues in that game? Are you check? Are you going back and forth in like six different ones, or you just care about one? Well, it depends on if I have players going in those leagues and or what happened on Sunday. There's a there's a thing. There's a feature on MFL, which is my fantasy league, and that's where a lot of my dynasty leagues are, where you can like it just shows all your different scores through all your leagues. And so usually I just kind of watch there. Do you have a set amount of players in your mind? that you know to root for on Sunday? Or is it just too much no. and you just watch the game? No, I'm like, I've tweeted this out and, and it's kind of turning into my bit, but it's actually true. Like, you know, the, the uh, who's the guy that, with the hat, with the NFL hat, Rob? Uh, Low. Rob Low. Or you Rob just, Low with that I just literally want everyone to do well. <laughs> you have a hat that just says fantasy? Just, yeah. <laughs> fantasy football. I want all players It's to literally score. a participation trophy. <laughs> you just have every player. No, I, I've told you guys this before. Like, I've got to the point now where I don't, 
I don't try and root against any players because number one, it's like stressful. And number two, I have so many of these players that it's like, there's no point in doing that. I'm just, I'm there for the fun. I'm there for points. No wonder DK had a tough time making this list. He doesn't have to worry about going up against somebody on a Monday night because he doesn't yeah, look no, at it. Yeah, that actually makes sense. <laughs> no wonder you forgot Derek Henry. I was going to say, this is like what we should do in props. We should start bidding overs and unders and then just enjoy the game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good way to do it. Let's get to some emails. I just want to give an update from the guy who he remember we a week or two ago when he had the commissioner, the, a commissioner changed the rules, and a guy in the league emailed us that he wanted to confront the commissioner, but he didn't want to do it because yeah. it was his fiance's maid of honors. He, it was he changed the quarterbacks from he changed the score touchdowns from yeah. four to six, and then the guy drafted Mahomes. So he the guy who sent us the email sent an update. He said I brought it up to the group chat. And the commissioner responded with, quote, I told you all to check the settings. What are you insinuating? Ooh, <laughs> spicy. Spicy, wow. very spicy. And he said they went back and forth in the group chat. Only one other guy responded, so he dropped it. And then he's like, my fiance is actually in the group <laughs> chat, which because we co-managed the team, and I don't think she was thrilled I brought this up. And I also told her Craig's idea of just bringing up my grievances in the vows, and she didn't think it was as funny as I did. Uh, I hope the wedding's still on. Um, <laughs> yeah, hopefully. It just be really awkward. What now. are you insinuating? Is so good. Like, look, man, if you're gonna fucking accuse me of something, accuse me. I would. I would have responded like, <laughs> get a little defensive, huh, there, bud? Wow. He knows. This, <laughs> this guy, guy knows. knows. What are you All insinuating? Right. That's something a, a guilty person says. That. Every week, I would. If I were you, dude, I would just every week I would send the amount of points Mahomes would have scored in a four point <laughs> touchdown league, and then what he actually scored. It'd been like great yeah. game this week for Mahomes, dude. What a pick. Get super <laughs> passive about it. Yeah. Don't actually do that. We got another email from Carter. And he's talking Carter. about the discourse about vetoing a previous fan. We, we, we had a court case, you know, the doc a couple weeks ago about vetoing a, a tyrannical fantasy commissioner. Carter said, the discourse about vetoing that fantasy commissioner's trade reminded me of Rich Eisen accidentally trading for the wrong ball brother in his fantasy basketball league and being heated on his show about it for the next week. He thought he was trading for LaMelo and accidentally traded for Lonzo. The trade stood. I could not believe this happened. This happened this year. I went back. I watched the whole Rich Eisen clip. That is exactly what happened. I He said, so he offered Chris Tapps Porzingis for L ball. And to quote Rich Eisen, <laughs> he said, I didn't have my glasses. I traded for Lonzo when I thought it was LaMelo. And, I, and, and, and him and the producer of the show is the commissioner. And they just have the most passive, aggressive back and forth on the show. And one, I just, it's hilarious. And two, I actually was curious what you guys thought of this. Like if it's a, like, like should it, it stand? Like if it should have been vetoed? So Rich Eisen was like, I'm not saying you should veto it, but like, I kind of don't think it should stand because it was an accident. And the commissioner was a, like, you offered a trade. It has to stand. For a guy, has you to accepted stand. it. Eisen offered it? It doesn't uh, matter. Well, apparently they were texting and, and Rich Eisen was like, I'll send Chris Depps for your rookie okay. ball. Which obviously is like, oh, not the like like obviously Lonzo Ball's not a rookie and Lamelo is and so the guy was like sure and then sent it like clearly recognized what's happening and I guess I don't know if it was sent or what but he sent him the deal of like Lonzo for Chris Tapps. and I don't know who sent who but Rich Eisen was like cool L Ball except mind you the team the team acronym next to it would have been wrong but Rich Eisen says he didn't have his glasses on but he accepted the trade at first I was gonna say this this is like sucks for you Rich like put your glasses on however. If there's, Put on your readers. If there's evidence of him saying, I want your rookie ball, and the guy goes, yes, you have a deal, then... 
But if Rich Eisen then sends the trade and is like L ball for Chris Tapps, and he proposed it, and he just didn't have his glasses on. I, I, look, I don't, I, I'm a believer in like not getting too crazy, like a Nazi about like the the. Oh, like this is what happened. You pushed the button, blah blah blah. Like <laughs> yeah. in my leagues that I commish, I'm like, did you mean to do this? Like, for instance, if someone accidentally drops a player when they're when they meant to drop someone, they like fat fingered it. I allow them to go pick that player up, especially if they tell me right away and it was an accident. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is like the it's the <laughs> I agree, DK. spirit. It's the spirit of like what they're trying to do, not like oh you you got them like gotcha. You I, I agree. The like I, at first, <laughs> I was so ready to be like dunk on Rich Eisen and be like, look, man, you know what? Like grandpa, you know what? Like you can't just be out here making trades. That and I was like, ah, oh, kind of a dick. Move <laughs> Somebody swindled an old man. I feel like, especially like if you notice it right away, and especially if it's before an actual game. Like, come on, just let him reverse it. It was a, clearly an accident. Also, like it's funny because obviously I don't play in a bunch of fantasy leagues like with older dudes. You know, DK is obviously you know eighty wow, or so, wow, but other wow, than wow, DK. Wow. But like it was that—that's the first one I've ever heard. It was like, why didn't my glasses on? And I was like, never heard that one before. But you know what? I can see how that's a huge problem. I think about that every time I'm trying to drop a player. I'm like triple checking that I have the right player selected because it's like so easy. There's just a million little buttons on your phone. Um, have I already told you the shadiest you trades I ever made? Push. Which was yes, you did. Tell when me I was in like, when I was like yeah, the first time I ever did fantasy, like this was like 2006, probably did fantasy baseball. And the Mets had a catcher named Jose A. Reyes, which was perfect because Jose Reyes, <laughs> the shortstop, was like a top five pick. But if there's a Jose Reyes, whatever. But because he was on the Mets in like double A baseball, he had the New York Mets next to him and then just a C. And it's like, who knows what C means? It's like Jose A. Reyes, New York Mets. And I flipped him straight up for Jim- Jimmy Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> and then, which was incredible. But like that was bullshit of me and I shouldn't have done that. I hope you flipped it yeah. to like your older brother, then he beat you up or something. No, I won the league. Which <laughs> oh, was, cool. It was total horseshit. Totally wrong with me, but it was great. Oh, boy. Anyway, okay. Uh, you want to do one more fantasy court? Get yeah, out we here. got a good one here. All right. It's from Jack. 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 Fellows, we have a bit of controversy in our league. Last week, the team with the number one waiver claim, so the last place team, Used it on Damian Williams for the Bears. However, after waivers processed, one of the previous week's games were stat corrected so that there is a new team in last place. That's incredible. (laughs) And that's a different team that would have gotten the number one waiver spot and Damian Williams. The team with Damian Williams claims that he has the right to him since he was in last place when waivers processed. And the team that was stat corrected into last place claims <laughs> he should have him because he's in last place and that's what waivers does. Our league is practically split on this controversy, so we were hoping oh you guys can help us out. Wow. What a case. Does the Supreme Court ever just go like, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is tough. It's kind of like yeah. what we do is start to sit. It's just you look like, man, this is really hard. No wonder you guys are arguing about no this. No one's at fault here, you know? There's no fault. That's what makes this really hard. Stat corrections suck, man. Stat corrections are the worst. No, I think this is simple, though. I think Damian Williams goes to the guy that's in last place post-stat correction. The guy who stat corrected in the last gets Damian Williams in my mind. And I think it's kind of simple. Like, if we agree on stat corrections as a thing, like, if if you win your matchup and then stat corrections come out and then you lose because, like, oh, a fumble was a forward pass, two-point swings it, and we're like, that changes the matchup and and it went an LL change, why wouldn't it change waivers and why wouldn't it change things? If this guy put yeah. in a claim, and that's key, 
if this guy put in a claim on Damian Williams, he should get him because he's in last now. Is there a way to confirm that? I, I assume there's a way that they can confirm. Oh, we did not that. follow up with the discovery process, but like yeah, in their yeah. league, they can check for sure. I think I agree. You can hit the I think I agree. I think that I sucks, agree too. That, yeah, sucks for that guy. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad we could come to that. Hopefully that clears things up, Jack. Let us know how the group chat goes if everything gets cleared up. Also, Jack is a pseudonym for Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen <laughs> sent in that email. You know how so in the Supreme was... Court they, they make a decision and then they also write an opinion at the end? Here's my opinion on what you should do. Go to a, a free agent auction budget, FOB, FAB, instead of doing waiver order. That'll solve all your Have problems. We, do we, what was the last thing we explained free agent auction budget? This is kind of a good chance. Like, Instead of waivers where like the last place guy just gets the first pick, which mm-hmm. is like the NFL draft, which is dumb and the worst team should get the best picks, in my opinion. You can just, you have a budget and you can allocate how much you want and therefore it's capitalism. Whoever wants it, gets it. Yeah. I think just using Fab, using Fab will eliminate this problem. Not that it's ever going to happen again, probably, but it's just a better way to do it anyway. It is. Agreed. Use free agent auction budget. There you go, Jack. Okay. There we go, Jack. All right. Court is, bring, court is over. Bring in the dancing lobsters. Bring in the dancing lobsters. DK, do you know what that's from? Zero chance. Well, how, how would he Is know that, that from one? SpongeBob? No. No, that, there's no chance you should know that one. That's from the Amanda Bynes show. Holy shit. Or all that. I don't know actually which it came from, but like that's like Nick. Oh all, my God. Was it all that or was it was it, or was that the Amanda show? Ooh, it might have been the Amanda show. I think it was the Amanda show. Amanda, 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 Amanda. Bring in the dancing lobsters. We've alienated a large Jesus. portion of our listenership. It's, a, it's just a Drake right song, DK. I mean, I can't talk. I got the Napoleon. I got the Napoleon question wrong. I'm still just very bitter about that. Amanda Bynes and Drake are not unrelated. I mean, there's been tweets. <laughs> oh, jeez. I think I vaguely remember what you're talking about. Actually, <laughs> I actually I want to start. I want to maybe. I wonder if I could just use the audio every time we do a fantasy court of court dismissed. Bring in the dancing lobsters. Court dismissed. Bring in the dancing lobsters. Bring in the dancing lobsters. <laughs> yeah, we really should. Okay. All right. I will not be on the pod for Thursday for the uh, prop bets. Forgot about for that. Our, for our weekend preview show. So you guys, I'm going to be at a wedding. So you guys will have to go on without me. We're going to dive deep on the pluses and minuses of PPR while you're gone. Yes. Um, it's going to be amazing. Maybe we'll have you call in like I did last year when I was in Tahoe. Dude, take Tahoe. Yeah. You want to do a little take, take Tahoe? Tahoe? Yeah, you can do yeah. wherever you're going. We'll do a, we'll do a call in segment. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll call in. There we go. Just just come fly with takes. Okay. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Amanda Bynes. <laughs> I hope you're okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Lord. Lord. Uh, did Amanda Bynes ever sing? Was she a singer? E- no. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Like she has siren songs for strong, Drake, but like she has an album. Oh wait, I'm no. Guessing. Yes, she she is. No, but not. She would never be the per, the singer. I'm hundred percent using Amanda Bynes. On no, this one. you can't. Okay, fine. Hall of Notes. Thank you, Holland. Oh, yeah. That's such. Is that the first time in human history anyone's tried to do what TK just did? Oh, can't. Amanda Bynes not a singer? Okay, Holland Oates. <laughs> that's that thought process. That's never <laughs> happened until just now. Yeah. No one's made that jump. Amanda Bynes, rich girl. I wonder if people will get that. I don't know what that was. You're a rich girl. And they're going to. Uh, I thought that was a very easy. That was like a layup reference. I thought you. I thought you. I thought it was an Amanda Bynes reference. It was a Hall and Oates reference. It didn't flow as easy as I think you thought it did. So you guys, when you were talking about the uh, the Amanda Bynes show, it made me think of this thing where, like, in the old days, or in the old days, in the in the Cold War, <laughs> the like CIA or whoever would like interrogate 
people that they thought were double agents for the Soviet Union or like deep cover moles, you know, basically and basically asked them like questions that only a very specific subset of a generation would know from growing up in America. So for instance, like quiz you on the Amanda Bynes show. The first thing I thought of was like, if you guys ever did have to get that test to prove you weren't like Russian agents, that would be a really good question to ask. Because you would only that generation would know. I have no fucking clue what you guys are talking about. How do you <laughs> know I, I'm not a Russian agent? Well, I think <laughs> or it's like asking people like about commercial like Cereal commercials that they watched when they were twelve years old, or what? What kind of cereal they ate? Things like that. Like Dude, only well, American speaking culture. Of which, that whole the the Keebler elves. What kind of working conditions they got in that tree, man? <laughs> man, where is OSHA? E- El Fudge. Those are the best, man. E- El Fudge. I have some real questions into the Keebler work practices. <laughs> the sweatshop in there. <laughs> do you know? What I'm, do you know what I'm talking about, Craig? You, is Eel Fudge a thing in your generation? Uh, well, I know that name. Hell yeah, that was my jam. DK, E-L are you Fudge. a Russian spy? No. Okay. No. Craig, is this going to the podcast? My friends gonna- used to come over to my house and and not knock on the door, like just come in, take EL fudge out of our pantry and leave. What? What kind of <laughs> shop were you running there, DJ? Why was your door open? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Your friends just walked into your house, stole cookies, and left. They were real assholes. Yeah. Did they come to? They never did let they me say forget hi about to that. you. They came to like- my house, stole some cookies, and left. Is this like walk in left or like do they give you like a courtesy five? No, they didn't say hi. Cookies? They did not say hi. They just took cookies and then left. Fucked up Santa Claus. I know. All right. Spasiba, everybody. Das Vidanya. Yeah.